Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Okay, okay we're going to go ahead and get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being patient. Uh, we are in Think and Grow Rich, Theola. <laughs> we are on our first week discussion of uh, the mystery of sex transmutation. If you are in this book, it is chapter 11 on page 205. Did anybody happen to read or listen to this chapter prior to class? And if so, please point out some quotes uh, from the book and we'll get started with our discussion. anybody read chapter 11 or 12 depending on your version and have a quote or a thought about the book that you would like to share okay on chapter chapter on page 206 it's the very first line it says sex transmutation is simple and easily explained it means the switching of the mind from thoughts of physical expression to thoughts of some other nature. That stood out to me because where I said like earlier in the book about how we only have one particular, well, we have ignorance on the subject. I was like, oh, so you can actually take whatever that is and push that off on something else. And not in a negative way, but in a way of whatever this energy is building in me, let me put it towards something else. So that's what that's what that meant to me. There we go. All right. Hey, hold on. I'm not. Okay. Thank you, Deanna, for that quote. Anyone else have a quote or something that they would like to say about what Deanna just read? Okay. Y'all quiet 
today. So God that's, all right. that's all right. I'm going to wake him up. I'm going to wake him up. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you right now, this is, I'm extending the class because Tiffany's is excited. Nope. I won't be here. This is going to be four weeks long. As far as I am concerned, I even I, I I've even called in because I don't want any breakups. This chapter is the most important chapter of this book, as far as I'm concerned. Now there are there are important chapters. There are there are better chapters. When I learned how to control my genitals and what comes along with that. When I learned how to control the power of sex transmutation, is what he calls it, everything opened up for me. And I am telling you, you all need it. Even if you don't have a problem with, you know, side chicks and side dudes, that's, that's not the actual point of this chapter. You need to know how to, this is why most millionaires become millionaires after 40. You need to know how to divert the most powerful force on planet Earth into income. Deanna, repeat your main points again, just for comprehension. Uh, Sex transmutation is simple and easily explained. It means the switching of the mind from thoughts of physical expression to thoughts of some other nature. I, it stuck out to me because at the beginning of the book, you said because of the ignorance that we have on the subject of sex in general, you don't know any other way of taking that energy and directing it somewhere else. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, okay. So it's, again, it's just energy and you can take that energy and direct it towards something more constructive than just that. Good stuff. Let's see, it brings up a lot of good things. I wish I can tell you all it's just energy, and it's not. It's the most powerful energy on planet Earth. If thought not the most powerful energy, it's the, most, it's the highest form of energy is thought. What do you think the thought that creates life is? Okay, someone unmuted their mic. Let me check. Six one four number. You have anything to say? Okay, cool. Now, are you processing this information? If the highest form of energy is thought, then how high would you think sexual thought is when it is the giver of life? All right. Anybody got quotes from the books? Right now, this is take quotes. Four weeks. This is take quotes from the books. Quotes, quotes from the book. I pluralized the wrong words. Anybody, listen. Y'all not gonna be able to be quiet on me. But this is the wrong. You know what? You know what? You can do whatever. Anyone who wants to tap into the greater sales, let's talk. The rest of you can do whatever you want to do. Let's, let me start with a quote, start you all off. It's the first, first or second paragraph or third paragraph on the first chapter. I mean, on the first part of the chapter. The emotion of sex. Everyone sees that? The emotion of sex. 
Let's depend on what version you have. The emotion of sex has behind it the possibility of three potentialities. Number one, the perpetuation the perpetuation of humankind. The maintenance of health as a therapeutic agency, it has no equal. The transformation of mediocrity into genius through transmutation. Let's just stop here for a second. Man, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're not quiet. Maybe you just didn't read. Maybe you just didn't understand. And maybe that's the case. But let me give you a little grace. We got Deanna with her hand up. Let's go. I didn't catch this the first time, but it says the emotion of sex has behind it the possibility of three constructive potentialities, not the action of sex. No. No, the, no, action. the action of sex ain't gonna do nothing for you, but let you have babies, or let you have some physical. Let me show y'all something, cause y'all, I'm not sure why we're struggling with this. Who has had sex before? Don't raise your hand. I'll just raise mine. Okay. The rest of y'all are virgins. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> now think about this for a second. What? What walls did you break down to make that happen? I want you to think about this for a second. When it was time for you to have sex, in any case, with someone you regret, someone you did, how you, you got pregnant, when it was time, as you were leading up to it, did you stay on the phone until midnight? How many of you have stayed over the phone and never went to sleep that night? Come on, come on, raise your hand. You hang up. No, you hang up. Come on, come on, don't play with me. Raise it. If you can cut your camera on, I need as many cameras on as possible because this is, this is too much. Tim said she wouldn't sleep. You ain't go to sleep. You was the main one talking about you hang up. No, you hang up. All right, so me and Everdy, the only two for people in the building. <laughs> okay, me, Everdy, and Shannon, the only three two for people in the building. Just me, Everdy, okay, and Shannon. All right, now we got the app. You hang up. No, you hang up. Did it feel like you was on the phone for 12 hours? That's the power of sex, sex transmutation. Well, it's not transmutation at this point. That's the power of the thought of sex. It, who, who in they right? Let me ask you a different question. Who in here is looking forward to a 12-hour phone call tomorrow? Anyway, anybody looking forward to a 12-hour phone call? Anybody? No. I can change that if there's a physical attraction and a mental attraction that equals to sex. Think about this for a second. None of you are looking forward to a 12-hour phone call, but if you go on the perfect date with the perfect person and you got that, that vibe, come on, y'all know, know that vibe I'm talking about, the one that makes you smile when he calls, stop playing with me. You know what's what I'm talking about. And you look down and you get that, ooh, you know, you don't act. All right, watch this here. The power of sex is so powerful. Some people call your phone and you go, ugh. Other people call your phone and you go, hey, boo, hey, <laughs> hey. You at work and you, you speak to the bathroom and she text real quick and then run back out. You risk your job security and your paycheck to return a text message. 
Am I breaking this down? I'm, 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 I'm attempting to break this down in a sudden. Power of sex so strong that it make you look past a sorry man. Make you look past a sorry woman and make you go, you know what? Maybe you got a check. Maybe she got a check. Do you understand that the power of sex will make a 12-hour phone call feel like 12 minutes? It will make you risk your paycheck knowing you need it. And with that becomes the greatest power on planet Earth. You know I'm going to take four weeks? And this, uh, Shannon, Cut your camera on you, your mic. Shannon, for the love this. Shannon, I need your help real quick. Now, this class should have been over in October, number one. In October 2018. <laughs> Brian says, have you seen this? I give my check away. <laughs> Brian, that may be the joke of the year so far. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, the reason why y'all are uncomfortable is because most of you are religious. And you're the most sexually oppressed people on planet Earth. And the reason why some of you are uncomfortable is because you are in what you call a first world country, which I think is a very disrespectful term. And you're so sexually oppressed. So you can't have this conversation. You didn't want to read this chapter. You were uncomfortable. Let me tell you how oppressed, yes, and I'll be how you talk, Shannon. Let me tell you how oppressed you are sexually. You're the most powerful force of planet Earth, you're oppressed. Let me tell you how much. Facebook Live will show a black man getting shot in the chest, bleeding out, and won't show nudity. Process that for a second. I'm not, I'm not advocating for nudity. I'm saying which is worse, boobies or murder? And the powers that be says a rated R movie it's full. You know how many murders happen in your favorite movie? I watched Deadpool one and Deadpool one and two on a plane to to Maui. Do you know how many people died in Deadpool one and two? I don't even have a number. Anybody ever seen The Expendables? Right now, most of you like a good movie where people die in the first five minutes. Don't lie. Mhm. 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 Murder, rape, and suicide, rated R. Nudity, X. I'm going to make sense today. I'm going to make good sense today. Now pay attention to this. You can't receive how powerful this power is because you got other people's thoughts in you and you are oppressed by them. Shannon, cut the camera on. Get ready to come to you in 15 seconds. It does number one. The purple. Say it for me again. Perpetuation. Perpetuation. I've been having a problem with that word since I was a kid. Perpetuation of humankind. What does perpetuation perpetuation mean? 
I know what it means. I just can't say it. There's too many P's in there. The 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 saying is like the ongoing, the the acceleration, the advancement. Hmm. This book is telling you the advancement of humankind, the maintenance of health. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How many of you ladies right now are looking good because of the opportunity of sex? Because I can assure you, <laughs> men only bathe. You ever try to get a little boy to take a bath? Can't do it. As soon as he goes through puberty, so like a girl, he's jumping in the bath. Mom, the power of sex that an eight-year-old, well, maybe a little too well, it's not, that a 10-year-old kid that's never had sex before but understands it now won't let his mom see him naked. Four-year-old just runs right on by. <laughs> Shannon, in your, in your experience, Shannon's a licensed counselor, a scholar, and working on a PhD right now. In your opinion, I'm gonna ask you two, a question that's twofold. I want you to give me the yes and the no. In your opinion, how powerful has sex has been on the positive side? And how powerful has, actually, excuse me, how powerful has the pursuit of sex been on the powerful, on, on the positive side? And how powerful has the pursuit of sex been on the negative side? Watch this here. When it comes to people 18 years and younger. Well, on the negative side, um, 300 out of every 3,000 students are killing themselves behind sex. Like taking their lives because somebody has, they've sent new pictures of themselves to a boyfriend and they've cyber bullied them and showed it to everybody. And these people don't wanna, these girls don't wanna live. And when it comes to the, lesbian and gay and trans transgender community these children that are driven by wanting to be intimate with the people that they they love they're they're ending their lives these kids are literally dying because of misappropriated sexual energy um on the flip side you also have it to where they may possibly realize the power that's there and so for whatever reason they have a higher self-esteem a higher self-worth and they withhold it and they do channel it and that's how you end up with a 12 or 13 year old maybe possibly graduating from high school or um Okay, we can hear you now. 
Somebody must be calling her. She's popular. So until she comes back. Oh, there she goes. Hello. Go ahead, Shannon. Yes, we can hear you now. The last thing we heard you say was a 12 or 13 year old graduating early. Hold on, I can hear you. Hold on, yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. All right, she's coming back on the phone, probably rang. I want you to pay attention to something. She said 10% of all teenagers, uh, 18 to puberty age children, killing themselves. 10%. So I remember that. Go ahead, Shannon, because I'm going to say something about that. Oh, um, the childhood geniuses. After reading this chapter, I feel like if I go in and investigate and research, these children have experienced it. You children experience the feeling of sex per se um, at a very young age, and I found that out through being a victim of sexual molestation, abuse. You know, you eight years old and somebody rubbing on your parts you're gonna you're gonna feel something and i think that children at a very young age can sense a certain energy and if they're not messed with if they're not um if it's not taken advantage of and they feel it then they learn how to channel it into being genius and starting businesses at a very young age and graduating from um college at 15 and 16 years old Sex energy has a lot to do with that if it's transmuted in the proper way. And you see it more in children because it's Go ahead, we can hear you. Okay, her phone's ringing again. Y'all get the general gist? Actually, she's actually dropping specified now. That's why I called on a, a fellow scholar. You get what she's saying? If you get what she's saying, nod your head. There you go. Let's let's bring up this ten percent. Actually, hold on. Look. Phil, did you want to say something? I saw you on mute. You might. Oh, he just logged in. I'm not sure. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. The power of sex transmutation. I'm gonna spend four weeks on this special topic, special training, because you're sexually oppressed, and because of that, you live in a country that's sexually oppressed. Most countries on planet Earth are sexually oppressed, and if you're religious, you're even more sexually oppressed. And you haven't learned, or you're so sexually liberated that you have no control over it. And you haven't learned how to power it. This is why most millionaires are not millionaires until after 40. That's when they figure out, you know what? I just don't have nothing else to prove. I'm just going to sit up here and just, I'm not going to chase whatever no more. I'm going to chase my dreams. Shannon, resident scholar. You there, Shannon? Yeah, I'm here. <clears throat> okay, get ready to finish your thought. Shannon, resident scholar, just told us 10% of people, 18 into puberty ages, and the first puberty, commit suicide over the power of sex. And then on the flip side, she was saying geniuses, child geniuses, learn how to withhold it and use their power of sex. Go ahead, Shannon. To conclude, what I was getting at was I think that when we have, when we introduce our children to dream living, 
when we introduce our children to being woke, then their first introduction to sex energy is not when they see a girl that they like. It's not when they see a, a man that they like. It's when they see a dream that they want, a dream that they like, and they tap into that. And they're not so quick to want to jump in somebody's pants because they've already jumped into their dream. So I think we've tapped into something to where if we teach our children early how to channel certain types of energy, the only reason why Napoleon Hill calls it sex energy is because people encountered it first when they had sex. I believe that you can encounter sex energy before you have it, and then you can transmute it before you even experience how to use it, how we use it, you know? I feel like I feel like I feel like the the geniuses, the ones that are abnormal, the ones you look like, where did you come from? They tapped into that early. Could be happenstance that they did, or they could have had really, really cool people raising them. There it is. Facts. Thank you, resident scholar Shannon R. Clark, Matthews, Warner, Taylor. And I just put a lot on it. I just, you know, I just kept going. We ride okay. out. <laughs> just kept going. I'll pay attention, but I just want you to pay attention to something. I need you to understand the statistics that Shannon gave. I also need you to understand that as a licensed counsel, she's seen a lot of this. This is also what I need you to understand, that when you home into your sex drive, and the Holy Hill's not even talking about sex the way you think. And you will find it out because that's why I'm going to spend four weeks on this chapter. I'm going to spend four weeks. I'm going to spend four weeks. Here's something that needs to bless you as fast as possible. Those who love love, after it's gone, they become successful. Those who become bitter about love after it's gone become unsuccessful. How many of you hate your ex and are successful right now? Go ahead. I'll wait. Here's another fun fact. Those of you who learn how to with or curb your sexual fantasies or sexual urges you instantly teach yourself deferred gratification. And the only way to be successful in life is to master deferred gratification. Right now, even as I speak, some of you, you can't handle it. You can't handle this chapter. You can't handle it. You can't because you have so many ideas about sex and so many ideas about the power of sex. That all you can hear is sex, sex, sex. And you've been taught by your mama, by your daddy, don't do this. So I'll prove to you a point. I'll say it slowly. A good, I got you next, Robin. A good father. Write this down. A good father that has a daughter A good father that has a daughter with the power of sex transmutation. A good father that has a daughter with the power of sex transmutation will teach his daughter 
not to be impressed with anything a man can give to her because with the power of sex transmutation, that father would have gave his daughter everything. I'm talking today. A good father with the power of sex transmutation will teach his daughter not to be impressed with anything another person can do for them. Because with the power of sex transmutation, that father would have gave his daughter everything. And if you don't have any daughters in your father, you can do the same thing with your sons. I can assure you, my son ain't going to be impressed with none of you women. He will all, both of them will already know that anything you offer is a dime a dozen. They offer themselves joy. I'll say it again. This time Chantel typed for me, so I ain't got to memorize it. Thank you very much, Chantel. A good father that has a daughter with the power of sex transmutation would teach his daughter not to be impressed with anything a man can give to her because the power of sex transmutation that father would have given his, or gave his daughter everything. A father-daughter relationship is completely sex transmutation. That power of sex, not pedophilia, not incest, that power of sex, that father would show his baby girl so much power that that baby girl would do two things. Not be impressed because you got your little funky car at 17 and you got you a job at the hospital. Good job, you. That's what you're supposed to do is what she going to say. You got you a job. You take the trash out on time. That's what a man's supposed to do. Impress me with something else besides your accomplishments. I wish I had somebody. I am speaking right now. That daughter would say, impress me with something else besides your accomplishments. And then that daughter will grow up to marry a version of her father. I'm, I'm preaching, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to tell you that's the power of sex transmutation. Now, Robin, I'm let you talk first. Chantel, I'm coming to you because you got energy pouring off of you. It is powerful. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Excellent. So, yeah, um, I'm going to be a little open. Uh, normally, I would never be this open at all, but it's only Good. Open I up just, and cry. <laughs> I just had this conversation with someone a couple of days ago, and my our conversation pretty much was like, I was saying that when I'm busy in my business, I don't have this huge like sex drive because i use it towards advancing myself in my business 
And I've been doing that ever since probably like the age 16. That's when I noticed, like, when I would do that. So for this topic right here, I think it's very, very true. And for the simple fact that you talk about the way, you know, we raise our children, I talk to my daughter in the same way. And she has a big craving for her art, her writing, her, like, all of her artwork that she does. That's, that's where she pours all of her power into. And I don't interrupt it when she's doing her music. She spends two hours before she goes to school sometimes on her art and her music. Uh, and I don't I allow her that freedom, that space, because I know that she can be elsewhere in her mind because there are little boys that she likes, but she doesn't, because I allow her to express herself through her art and her music, she doesn't give herself a lot of idle time to be wrapped up in oh, this little boy likes me or this one doesn't like me. Uh, and so, yeah, the same thing just with my job, like with now, doing hair. I'm not super, like, sad or depressed or upset or where other people would be like, oh, man, I took this down for, I don't know what to do. Um, also, I have this thing where I, it probably could be pretty much saying the same thing of just, I mean, that sex drive is so true. I thought it was me. I thought I thought it was something like, I was like, maybe something wrong with me that I was doing that. I remember one time when I was going through uh, something in my relationship and the first thing I wanted to do was forgive. That was the very first thing I wanted to do was to forgive and move on because I just wanted love. I didn't want to go through, I want to hate you. I want to be angry with you. I just wanted just just love you know, period, even because I knew that if I hated the other person, then that meant that's a show of hate towards myself. And since I didn't feel that way, immediately, I just went into figuring out how can I go into forgiveness and love so that I could just move on with my life. So yeah, I think this topic right here is extremely powerful and it's very, very true. I sure appreciate your openness, and you you brought up a good point. When she's enamored in work, she's not even thinking about sex. You know that that craving goes away because that energy goes into her masterpieces. Sorry, sorry. Should I tell before I get to you? Let, let, let me let me say something real quick. <clears throat> How many of us? I got my hand up first. I got my hand up first. I got my hand up first. It's tough. I'm about to, let me, I'm about to ask a tough question that's going to make you be way too transparent, and it's going to hurt anybody who can relate. My hand's up first. I admit it. I've done it. How many of us did not love ourselves so much that the only time we did love ourselves is when we was having sex with somebody because that's when we knew how good we were actually were on planet Earth. Got my hand up first. Got both mine up. Only time I ever thought I was worth anything is when I was pleasing somebody else. I even rationalized myself. I said, oh, no, nah, I'm a pleaser. Nah, whatever you like. Come on, who, who, who else has said this with me? No, nah, no, nah, whatever you like, it's all good. No, 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 man, whatever it takes, you know what I'm saying? Because I like to give. I even rationalized my low confidence. I rationalized my sick head. 
And the only time I thought I was worth anything, Chantel, is when I was doing something to somebody behind closed doors. That's my truth. That's real talk. Chantel, mm, mm, mm. you got this energy on you. I don't even know what you're going to say. But go ahead and say it. I feel like I have a lot to say. I heard Robin say, when I'm in, when I'm doing my work, well, I basically heard her relate the feeling of uh, that high that energy to work and then to that sex drive, that wanting to have sex. And I'm just going to be raw here. I ain't got time to sugarcoat nothing. So, fuck it. No, I'm sorry. Tell um, your truth. Go ahead. And I heard her saying, when I knew that, and I was like, wait, hold up. I didn't know that. Um, so first, let me say that knowledge is power because <laughs> when you are feeling something that you are missing and you are trying to run away from it because society has made it, like you said, X, you are wanting something and you're like, no, no, that's not good. I shouldn't want that. I should be focused more here. And as I hear Robin say that in the sense of a connection and now learning about this and that that, that is just pure energy, it's not something that you should run from. It's something you should utilize. And I'm, I'm, my mind is like going a little crazy here. <clears throat> I'm like shaking. <laughs> My body is shaking. It's crazy. <laughs> it's You're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah, I know. Like, ah, it's good. Go ahead. I'll save you if I need to. Is, you know, I have had times where I'll be like, feed my mind, feed my mind, feed my mind. I get on the phone and I'm like, tell me something I don't know. And uh, I'll be like, wanting something more, something like, make me feel, penetrate my mind, don't penetrate me sexually and they don't get it because I ain't talking to the right people but penetrate my mind I ain't talking to the right people I ain't bad at it <laughs> penetrate my mind penetrate my mind I've said this and I've meant it and I say talk to me nice or don't talk to me at all <laughs> and 
now knowing this, see, this is all I just needed to know. I'm, I'm coachable. I'm easy. I'm an easy learner. And knowing this, it helped. This knowing this helps you stop running from something and thinking that it's bad and that you're not receiving something and that you can utilize it towards your dreams. Because, I mean, it's kind of touchy when you talk about, like, you know, fathers. And then I also, one, just for a second, resented school, you know, and the fact that we didn't learn this. I had to, I had just, I just had that feeling because even like, you know, nothing towards my family or anything, but don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have this drive, but don't have sex, have this drive, but don't do it, have this drive, but don't do it, have this, but don't do nothing with it, and it's crazy, because it's like, <laughs> you've been fed that, so then when you get to this point where you're like, dreams, dreams, and then you may feel stuck, and you may feel like, damn, I just, I just want to feel good. So you get stuck and you stop doing anything. And now that you're comparing this energy to the energy for your dreams, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and then when you, I'm like, you got, I'm everywhere because then you talk about power. You raise your hand. If you feel the you know the power that you have. <sighs> that is, I'm just mind boggled right now because here I am thinking that I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm fucked up. It's only gonna get me off of this. I can't. You got it. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Let's clap for Chantel. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And let me tell you, yes, everybody wants you to hear her claps. Let me tell you, Chantel, I was about there. I was the worst. I only had confidence if I was having sex. I didn't become a man until I was 25. I promise you that. I promise you. I was 25 before I became a man. I was a sorry dude. I was sorry. Robin, I had, I had I had I had a can of ravioli in the cupboard, but I had bar money every night. Mhm, mhm. Anyway, James tried to date me. I'm trying to use a god name. I don't want to speak over nobody. James tried to date me. You know, and he was talking about yeah, I want to go to college to get a house. I was like, I'm gonna get these reels. I'm 24. Thinking about rims and pressing the block. Can't even go to H and R block and get a tax return. Try to help somebody, man. I'm trying to, <laughs> try to help somebody. <laughs> Tell you. Tell you. Let me tell you the kind of man I was. Not me. Okay, I got I got to shut there. This is the truth. Because the power of sex transportation, I did not have. I did not have it. Let me tell you the type of man I was. If you dated me, you were going to be forced to be both the man and the woman in the relationship. 
I'm gonna let Chantel talk to you, but I just want I, I want a woman to help me out. I, I just want a woman to help me out to know what I'm talking about. That you had to be the woman because you're a woman. You had to pay for everything too. And I mean, every I ain't talking about dinner. I'm talking about I was just your roommate. I was your babysitter. You feel what I'm saying? That's, that's all I offered. You can't even break up with me because you couldn't afford childcare, and I was convenient. It, is there anybody? I'm trying to. I'm, you can't, Chantel, you can't even leave me because you know, you know $90 a week was killing you. You know what I'm saying? I was free. I, I ain't, I'm serious. I, I, I was not a provider. I, I forced. I forced my first wife to be the man and the woman of the relationship. I'm telling you that. I'm, is this transparent enough? Am I being transparent? Yeah. yeah, I, I want I want to jump on the samurai sword like like Chantel did. I want to jump on that. I did that. I was sorry, and I didn't even know I was sorry. Ain't that a problem? I didn't even know I was sorry. I thought it was normal because every see I see the thought tip his face. <laughs> You know, we gonna hear that. No, no, we gonna hear that. You gonna say you gonna say what that face was for. You show sure live. Let me pause real quick. Go ahead and tell us I let me remind you, give you your, your cue point. I said I thought it was normal. Sip <laughs> is promise she ain't talking through none of this chapter. We gonna see. Let me get her to talk. I thought it was normal. You know why I thought it was normal, Chantel? Because every man in my family is sorry. Every one of them. I got a. I have a 63-year-old uncle. I have a 63-year-old uncle with a two-year-old. Two-year-old, and that's his ninth child. I got to pay for his heart medicine. Yeah. <laughs> and why Tim is doing it? Tim, I couldn't see it. You got a camera. You talk about it, she said today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if he see you robbing, he it's going down. He's gonna try to holler at you, F O D. Diana. Tuck it all in. PJ, you prime, you prime ribs. I'm trying to tell you. What? I'm just trying to tell you. I'm t- if my uncle see you, if my uncle see you, he will bust a U turn on the one way going the wrong way. And you know what? Just to... He'll wish he had turned around and gone the other way so fast he wouldn't know what hit it. <laughs> That's it. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I mean, I'm telling you, and my whole family, every man, this this is my this is my this is this is my family. This is the family that I got adopted to. I'm not lying. Every mm, 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 so I say this respectfully. Get ready, Chantel. I'm going to be as respectful as possible. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm lower my volume. Maybe your family not like mine. I'm just, I'm just telling you my family dysfunctional, okay? Every woman in my family should be successful. But they're all nurses. 
They got degrees from nursing, and they married me at 24. All of them. They all married me. And they, guess what? Guess what, Chantel? They still with them. Because it's a sin to leave your husband. Right now, my, my, you got, when I say my family, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not even making this make sense. My bad. My grandmother adopted me. My fraternal grandmother adopted me at 14. She was 75 when she died. I was 14. She died. No, she's 75. She died. I was 20. 50 years apart. Okay. 55 years apart. So when I say my family, my brothers and sisters, I'm talking about 60 year olds. I, I need you to get that I'm not talking about like your siblings. My siblings are 60. My siblings are 60. The youngest one is 62. And they all sorry. That's question. why I thought it was normal. Question. Yes, ma'am. And okay, my question is, and you are tying that to sexual transmutation for which reason? The sorriness of the men. Got you. Got you. All the men in my family have over 10 children. No two, except one. One just had twins. One just had twins. So that's two kids with the same mother. The rest of them, they're all different mothers. All different mothers. The women, different fathers for their children. The successful women in our family, different fathers. I'm not telling you this is wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. People die, people change. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and nothing wrong with that. I'm just telling you that we batting a thousand. I'm telling you for three generations. Every mother got multiple fathers. I mean, yeah, well, baby father, I guess we call it. And all the men just got too many. Just too many. Just too many. They love all their women. And none of them, only one of them is a home owner. And now she has seizures every chance that she gets from the stress that her past life has caused her. How am I tying this together? I'll show you something, PJ. This may not apply to you. This applies to people like me. Who else family did I describe? I'm young and black. Chantel, anybody else? As far as the sorriness, but but not the, the kids and stuff, not the kids and stuff. Not the kids. But, but me, sorry, okay. sorry. We just we just take me and the kids. I, I can't let me fast enough. I know you can't. Because all okay, I'm gonna say all them Johnson was some hoes. Her last okay. one of them. <laughs> so there you go. So we got three. Of them. I I I three of them. <laughs> now watch this. Here. There's 14 people. There's 14 people on this call. Three out of 14, Grace. Oh, I, I can do it real quick in my head. Four out of 12 would be, that's 22%. 22% of this call, that's a normal life. 
the life I just described, that I had to clarify, 22% of us, that's normal. And that's 22% that admitted it. Okay. Okay. I got my hand up. I'm sorry. I got started. I'm going to be like Tempest after in a minute, and I ain't going to say much more. <laughs> what? Well, you're right. You're right. You go with this shit tail going. I, whenever we start a new topic, and we know it's going to go long, you said four weeks, and it gets deep. My first task is to assess, okay, where am I going? And what train are we going to ride? And what's the thrust of this topic? Okay, so I've been wrapping my head around your introduction. Tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong. So what I'm hearing is that to discuss this topic of sexual transmutation, and obviously you're tying it to success and abundance and all those other things and lack thereof. It's in listening to Chantel already, it seems like it's a topic that can't be discussed without other disciplines. It's all connected is what I want to say. Like when I was listening to you, Chantel trying to sort it out, it's very difficult to sort it out because it's all connected. The love, the power, the thinking, the sex, dysfunction, low self-esteem, high self-esteem, sociocultural economic backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. We can go all the way back to slavery and everywhere else to get to why all that exists. So is, is all of that gonna be a part of this, Antonio? I can't hear you. You're, you're, you're froze. Okay, hold on. Okay, every last part of it. And, and it should be. Because, for one, black history don't start with slavery. For number one, I can't help myself and say that. Wow. Two, yeah, yeah. All of it should be. Why would, why, why on earth would anybody marry someone that is going to pause their complete prosperity. Think about that. If you had the power of sex transmutation together, you would never get with no one that pauses your prosperity. The wealthy understand, I promise you, if you just Google it, top 20 factors of success. All lists are going to say your spouse is number one. All of them. Oh, I'm not arguing with you. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just trying oh, to Oh, no, say, I know you're not. Oh, I know you're not. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, you know, yeah. and if you know, oh, looking at my age and general, honey, been there, done that, done this, done a few, and y'all ain't even running into some stuff I done done yet. So, because you ain't been there yet. <laughs> So I'm just trying to get a feel. Just trying to get a feel. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, I'm writing the chapter right now. I'm still on this the, the advance the the perpetuation of mankind. They can't even perpetuate their relationships. How you go propel mankind? I had to switch the word. I can't say that. It took me. It took me years to say criminal. I used to say criminal. I did. Don't worry about me. I do what I can. I, I do what I can. If you can't advance your own relationship, why on earth 
would you try to advance anything else? That ain't, that ain't, that's not, that's ain't, that ain't rough. Because I believe somewhere, right against the credit, I call him Timothy, says, husband, you need to have your stuff together before you try to be an overseer. <laughs> I promise you, a dude named Timothy needs to be giving credit for it. He says that. And you That's can't not have your house in order. <laughs> you can't have your house in order and then try to run my house. Honestly, you're ready, Chantel, one minute. Honestly. The reason I bring up my family, you know, it's not, it's not to say that I'm better. I looked out and said, whoa, I am worse than all of them. And every woman I encounter, I crush. I was the worst thing that happened to everybody that ever encountered me. I play too. I make sure I imitate. I wish I had somebody. I make sure I'd imitate what you thought was a good man. I ask you questions just so I can play. I'm trying to help someone. I would act like, Shannon, you like that? Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like them smart and kind of, yeah, I got that. I was never the same person, ever. The only thing same about me was I would destroy you. Anything else, I was like a chameleon. I was one way with Chantel, one way with Robin, one way with Tempest, one way with BJ, one way with James. It was going down. It was all good. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> Go ahead, Chantel. You, you, you had something great. Okay. So you were talking about how I can't stand you. It's only because <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. So when you were talking about how you were the guy that had the woman being the man and the woman. Okay. Oh yeah, I did that professionally. I did okay. that professionally. So that was. Oh yeah. So that's every woman in my family. So that's extra, mm -hmm. extra normal. I have family members who ha who are married to the 15, 16-year-old version of the now 30, 40-year-old. Mm, mm, um, mm, mm, mm. So I see this all the time, and I live with this. Um, so as I'm, I'm like putting this together now, I want to just, now what PJ brought up about, um, you know, how does it, relate how does it tie in and a light bulb went off in my head because all the women my my family is majority women um my grandfather has seven maybe eight probably nine we probably don't know um and all different mothers so when pj says also you know you're talking about this and how is you know how does it relate because all of that energy being put towards making these babies could have been put towards being successful so that's where i made the relation if if you was still that's right then you was trying to still make that that relation because even to this day i watch like 
people very clear, close to me and dear to me speak about things like, I mean, we're good in the bed, but I mean, you know, he put it down, but, and there's always some, but, and now that, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, I try to just listen. I ain't going to go personal, but I just listen, but whatever. But the, the, the moral, the point is the fact that, but, but why? Cause there's no success. There's nothing mental. There's no, there's nothing being brought to what you're truly, what you truly desire inside of you. You're always going to be saying, but if all of, if you think that this is what it is, why are we so good here? But why am I not happy type of thing? So I don't know. I, I wanted to definitely make that connection. Cause when PJ said that, I was like, wait, hold up. When I think about my family and how we got ton of babies, I ain't even lying a ton. We, we don't, we don't need to invite friends to the birthday party. Okay. First of all, we need to not tell some family members because if the family members comes, it's too much. We ain't got enough party gifts. That's so, right. It's going to be dramas too. It's gonna be dr- <laughs> Absolutely. So when I, so when I think of that, it's like at the end of the day that it was, and just to touch on just, you know, sex period, you know, and like a lot of women feel like there's no value with sex because it has nothing has really stuck with it nothing i'm I'm gonna need you to help me antonio a little bit but like nothing has really stuck with the whole sex thing there there's no value especially with a woman who like i mean like you said like you said my kids they're not gonna let a woman impress them with sex you know and it's fathers should not let their young daughters be impressed by sex because at the end of the day there's nothing there's no growth in sex. There's no knowledge in sex. There's no mental expansion in sex. It's just the energy of knowledge and expansion is the same as the energy in sex. But, right? Okay. I think I'm... Yeah, no, it's all facts. There okay. is no... A couple of things I want to... There's no value. No, nah, you don't get it. There's no value in any act on planet Earth. The value comes in when the motives are become, come with the act. If I help an old lady across the street, there's no value in that unless I actually want to help an old lady across the street. <laughs> there is a, oh, let, let, me, let me just one more thing you said. And then this, you keep saying, you know, the energy, you know, in the mind, but that's sex power. It, it starts in the mind first. It is, it is, Napoleon Hill is going to tell you. You know, it is the, the, the old man that has a cute secretary and he wants to impress her. That's just all mental. Robert Greene will tell you in The Art of Seduction, if you don't know Robert Greene is, 48 Laws of Power and all sorts of books like that, that the moment you give it up, you lost your power. Mm, 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 mm. They will pursue you, buy from you, do whatever it takes, because the power of sex is so powerful. But the moment you give it up, they throw you away. I know I said something. I know I said something. BJ, let me hear from you before I break it down even more. Now I just wanted to, to put it in uh, context. So the, the power of sexual transmutation, I think, when we're talking about how sex has no end and all the other stuff, 
And I, I think that that is not true because when we do, he talked about the mastermind and all these other things, it was. Keep going, my man. You, I, you, you broke up on us. Yeah, it's almost like you muted, but you're not. Can you hear us, BJ? Yeah, I'm back. I switched out. All right. But now we got you. We got you. talking about uh, you know, your sex, sex having no end, people that are like it's valueless and, and all this other thing. But if you remember back in the book, how you talk about having a mastermind and having a, a set destination and a, and, a, and a set goal. And when the whole aim of sex is, is, to, is to get a nut, and that's all I really want from you, you know what I'm saying? That's the aim. But I think with this, this tra sexual transmutation, you got with somebody who you have all these other parts in the book that we read up until now, and you have the mastermind that the aim is there, and we're taking that the, the uh, alchemical energy, the, that creative energy, and aiming it towards that. Now, uh, I think well, it, it, it does like the first mastermind, you and your, your partner, and we're taking this sexual energy. Remember that when you have a mastermind or two people get together, there's a, a third it comes into itself or a third mind. So we, when you get that energy, that second, that, that third person that, that comes in there, there's that, that spiritual energy from that sex. You can build something, but you have to have the aim. And your sexual transmutation does not work unless you have a mindset going towards that. So I, I like how you said, it's something in, the, in and of itself does not have nothing, it's not valuable, aim of it. So when you're having sex, yes, you have that aim of this is going to be this is what it is when and you're having sex. Then I think that's why well, I know that's the power of the sexual transmutation because you're transforming that energy of a good pleasure or something and you, you're, you're, you're focusing it until whatever the aim of your mastermind and, and you two have come upon. Is that, am I making sense or am I saying the same? What's, what's no, no, all facts, all facts, man. You know, you're making good sense. You're, you're making, PJ say you right on track. You're right on track there. You're making good sense, man. Fantastic. Good job, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for your input. Shannon wrote a chat, wrote a, wrote a comment in the chat. Says, sex energy by way of intercourse and physical intimacy is the easiest, most disconnected way to experience sex energy. And of course, since Shannon is so smart, I never know if that's Napoleon Hill talking. I don't know if that came from the book or if that came from Shannon. Either way, it's all facts. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's all facts. <laughs> she said that came from her. <laughs> Please don't give him my credit. That came from me. I'm writing my own book. I do understand. I do understand. She's right though. She's right. The, the, the most disconnected way is just to do something. I would liken what Shannon just said to an apology with no appropriate actions behind it. I make Tempest mad. Sorry. Would that work for anybody? Okay, you, you, you ain't got to look at me like that. Hold on, hold on. She, she gave me a good look. I felt it burn my face a hell off. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, whatever, Chantel. It's cool. I said I apologize. Yeah, but that's first off. First off. Uh, 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 you all right over there? Take that base out. Take that base out. I apologize. Okay, I understand. That's inappropriate. An apology means nothing <laughs> without the appropriate actions behind it. All of us can agree with that. Sex means nothing without the appropriate actions behind it. Not the physical act, 
but with this sex, did you buy me this house or something? Yeah. Do you mean me well? Or you, yeah, something. And I, I don't mean use sex to get what you want. Simply, you can equate doing the right thing with the wrong motives. Don't mean nothing. Having sex with the wrong motives. Don't mean nothing. TJ? Yes. Um, I'm sure this will come up over the next four weeks many times, some of my colleagues out there. But I wanted to address something you said at the beginning about religious folk. And I believe, what, and first of all, just for the record, not all religious folks are sexually repressed. Okay. Well, I just want to throw true. that out there. That's a stereotype in generality, but it, not all of us are that way. And some people have learned how not to be if they were. But here's the thing. I think I can see where religion and what Napoleon Hill is saying, just like many things, law of attraction versus sowing and reaping. It's the same concept and, and, and foundation for success. Like when you're taught, take care of your body, don't have sex before marriage, you know, have some morality and, and channel your energies. Don't do this, don't do that. It is to protect you. It is so you can grow to a place where you're mature enough to learn these things like that are in this chapter. So you can be successful and you don't do yourself in and do yourself harm before you get to a point where you can handle sex. Because sex isn't for the immature. Sex isn't for children. It's for mature adults who have grown mentally. So I just want to throw that out there about religion addresses it a different way. And I'm sure I'll be bringing it up again as we discuss this as we go along. But I think it has its place in teaching these same sort of successful lessons, if not done so. with rigidity, et cetera, et cetera. Good stuff. You're fit to bring it up again because I'm about to bring it up and you're going to have to bring it up again as soon as I finish bringing it up. So I purposely use the word religion. But that's my fault. I didn't open it up all the way, so let me open it up all the way. Okay? Please name me as best as you can, all of you, the top religions, use Google if you want to, on planet Earth. Top religions. Islam. Go ahead. You can unmute. Say it again. Who, who said something? Who said something? What you say, Emily? Islam and Christianity. Christianity. One. Islam. Two. Go ahead. Keep going. Catholic. Catholic is Christianity. So two. Keep going. Judaism. Hinduism. Okay. Keep going. Judaism. That's four now. Sikhism is one. It's about ranked the sixth one. Sikhism. Okay. Buddhism. Okay. We about run. It's just more, but, we, but these are the top ones that you can think of. Watch this here. I didn't open it up. What I did was I what you call an undeveloped argument. So I said, not the church, but religion. Religion is extremely sexually oppressed because all those religions are dominated by men. Remember, what PJ was talking about, just, just at the tail end of it, sex. Napoleon Hill's not talking about sex. He's talking about the power of sex. 
I need you to, when you, uh, don't worry about it, I'm going to say it over and over and over and over, listening as you go through this, this chapter. But this isn't about sex. You know what it's about? Sex power. And you know what men do with a sacred text to women? We don't let them drive into 2018. What religion was that? It was Islam in, in, in the Kuwait area. We don't let women vote in Christianity to the 60s. We tell women, a room full of men, what to do with their bodies with laws. It's not religion that's the problem. It's my arrogant self. I'm a man. I'm in charge. I'm going to oppress you. This, ladies and gentlemen, you can debate it all you want. We're talking historicity. Historicity is the accurate depiction of people and events. Please name me one of these religions that have not oppressed women as a whole. As a whole. There are always exceptions to the rule. PJ's not wrong. I had an under, underdeveloped argument. As a whole, we preach, teach, and bestow upon you sexual oppression. We've done it since the beginning of time. Pick, pick a religion. There in Christianity, there is a book in Genesis to where a man was, there's a pericope, a story in Genesis where a man was supposed to take on the dead relative's son. And the text said that he would not do it. And the woman had to dress up like a prostitute just to get him to sleep with her. And because he kept spilling the semen on the ground. We've been oppressing people. What's that? Since the beginning, John chapter 8, a woman caught in the act of adultery. Where was the man brought out at? If she's caught in the act of adultery, why was just a woman brought out? Simple answer. Because a man like me didn't want you to have power. This is where it is. I'm not even trying to be correct here. We can go through which history? History, church history, Russian history, world history, American history. Women have always been oppressed by religion. Not that religion is bad. Religion is good. Religion is here to get you a set of Religion is good. What I do to it, I don't want shit tell. I say tempest. I say, Tempest, you're a distraction. You're too big. You're, 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 you're a distraction in the pool pit. You have, yeah, you, you have body parts that would distract men. As if I don't have body parts that would distract women. This don't make no sense. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give PJ a right to respond. In America. <laughs> she said she's too busy laughing. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever seen a male pastor have a problem with a woman? 
because she's anointed? I don't play. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Because God speaks to me because I'm the man. It should, we shouldn't even be, uh, nah, I did my class. I'm going to keep it all the way real. We are threatened by women. Men are the problem. Excuse me. Mankind is the problem. Us men keep jacking it up. <laughs> we keep messing up. Man, God. Okay. This moment we get in power, we protect it. See, we don't have no talents and no gifts. All we know how to do is preach. And you women, mm-hmm. you, 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 you women that we oppress, since you were born, you had to learn gifts. So we ain't had to do that. As men, we just, you know, walked a straight line. You had to learn how to do this and do that and do that. Now that we are religious leaders, we ain't got to, all we got is our flock. And how dare you, Shannon? How dare you, Chantel, have a ministry in my flock? Come on now. I'm I'm so you gonna have a ministry in my flock? Now I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about religion. We can't handle that. Religion is good. The male ego is really bad. I'll give you more history. This is true right now in the 21st century in 2019. Men, 75% of men, real statistics, are underqualified for the jobs we currently hold. But we've been taught by PJ, baby, go on out there and conquer. You my son. Go on out there. And yeah, mama, I'm going to do that. And I know I'm underqualified, but I'm a man. I'm supposed to conquer. So I, I apply for the job. Women won't even apply for the job unless you are 100% qualified. Because we teach you have all your ducks in a row. Sit down, Chantel, and wait for a man to pick you. I'll prove it again. Women are accused. In fact, let me put, you can find this in the book by Cheryl Sandberg. Lean in, or you can find it in the book. The subtitle is Know When to Cooperate, Know When to Compete. Someone find that book. Someone Google that book for me real quick. Know When to Cooperate, Know When to to Compete. That's the subtitle. It is is the most amazing book. I really, really, it's all scientific, all psychology and science-based with real data. The subtitle is Know when to cooperate, know when to compete. It's a black and white book with red writing on it. I have it in my audible library. So I can't even move on until we get this here. Look at it real quick. Friend and foe. That's it. Friend or foe, right? Friend or foe? Friend and foe. Know when to cooperate, know when to compete. I, I challenge all of you to read that book. That book did a 10-year study. Shannon Clark has a PhD. Shannon comes to class and says, you will call me Dr. Clark. Antonio T. Smith Jr. has a PhD. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says, hey, guys, y'all call me Tony. On the surface, it looks like Shannon is leaning into strong being assertive. Nope. That's not what this book says, not the data. 
Shannon understands that they only hired three women. Three. A hundred job positions. Three women. Three at the PhD level. And if she don't protect that job, there's 3,000 behind her to fill that slot. The other 97 positions are to men. And what we've done with religion, because, you know, religion, we set the laws with religion. We forced men, we forced three men to apply for 100 job positions. Of course, we're going to get it. We forced 100 women to apply for three job positions. And then we say these women are assertive and wrong and B words when they act the way they behave. The reason why Shannon must make you call her doctor is because she doesn't get the respect I automatically get. The reason PJ got a fight for TNT Ministries, TNT Transformation, she got a fight. Do you know? that all I have to do is say I got a ministry and people will join? I ain't got to do nothing. I'm a man. Okay, then. I'll push that harder. Get ready, PJ. I'm coming to you in one minute. No, 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 no. Because we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to work on this a little bit. We need to work on this a little bit. As a man, I can commit adultery while running an religious established in most cases get slapped on the wrist and transferred or swept under the rug. As a woman, you bet not even. You will be stripped of all your credentials because we say stupid stuff like that's locker room talk. It's locker room behavior. This is why the Me Too movement exists, because men like me are animals. We're stupid, and we haven't got our power of sex transmutation under check. And so what we've done, Chantel, is we said, if you want this job, sleep with me. It happens in music. It happens in ministry. It happens everywhere. Not because women are loose because men are oppressing you under the name of some religion. That's history. That's not me making this up. I have degrees in history. This is history. We have oppressed women since women have existed. We come from you, but we treat you like you come from us. PJ? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are not taking me down that rabbit hole. However, <laughs> however I, I will say briefly, you know, I just wanted to hit the religious part, but it's not just about the religion part. As I said, right. it's all so interrelated and interconnected. This is a monstrous topic. And I am not yes, even going is. to attempt 
to try to put forth some sort of summary <laughs> at this point in time. You are not taking me there. Because as you know, as I'm listening to you, things pop into my head because you haven't even hit the scientific part yet, the biology part, the testosterone part versus the hormone parts and the muscle part, and what makes the man, you know, what drives your sexual energy versus what drives a woman's sexual energy and emotions and love, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the physical, the mental, and the spiritual, all of it. And when I said religion, I'm speaking not formalized religion, but the spiritual part. Then you, right, right. Then you just started hitting on the womb part our ability to bear children and bring life, you know, and some would argue there's womb, womb envy. And, you know, I, so it just, I'm, I'm just hitting little parts as we go. It is no time. You, we got a long way to go, long way to go. Yeah. And I just want to yeah. see how, yeah. you, how you unfold all this. I think we all need to be mindful. It's a monstrous topic with numerous yes, subtopics that all have to be tied in. That's all I got yes, for you right now. <laughs> that's good. No, no, that's good. I'm gonna be leaning on you and Shannon hard for these four weeks because you, PJ, was a parole officer, right? You got a bachelor in criminal justice. I believe you were a parole officer. If I'm not mistaken. Probation office or probation, probation officer. Probation office. Administrator. Okay. But exactly. also a politician. And I was. I have also been a politician. I dibbled in that. Politician. So there's a little bit of politics. Okay, we gonna. We're going to forgive you for the politician part. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> good job. That means you're good with people. She's seen, she's been on the front line. She's seen uh, the, I don't want to call them worse because they're not worse because our prison system is jacked up. She's seen, like Shannon, the goodness of man and the wickedness of man. Is that fair? I want to be respectable. Now, I'm never going to, let me tell you something. I'm never going to go easy on the way men treat women. Never. I am one of the biggest proponents of egalitarianism, women getting right. I'm, I can't wait to see my next Me Too post so I can share it on my timeline. Because you know what? I'm just not dumb. I know what we do to y'all. And it's not right. Right? <laughs> if that don't make sense to you, I'll sum it up real quick, Talisha. The black man, which was three-fifths American, yes? No, excuse me. Excuse me. Hold on real quick, Thomas. Black man, was that Thomas or something? Okay, I got you. Black man, which was three-fifths person. I said American. That's, that's sick. Three-fifths person, according to a bill of rights for God's name. Not according to it's in our founding document. Got the right to vote before the white woman. This is how much women are oppressed. Think about that. In America, if you never see, I'm just a processor of information. I need you to know there is Susan Sorrentino maybe on this phone call. I got the right to vote before her. Do you understand how oppressed you have to be to vote a non-real person? To give the right to vote to a person you don't even think is real over the person you make love to?
the black man got the right to vote before the white woman. And you preach, we don't treat women properly? It's crazy. Anywho, comments, let me hear you. Hello? Go ahead, brother. Okay. Go ahead, man. Okay, just to dive in because there's, there's so many layers to this that is a lot of stuff going through my mind. But let me let me just hit this one point first before I jump into a lot of other things. You gotta look at the upbringing. We teach our women to say no, our daughters to say no, but we teach our men to say yes. We teach them, no, don't do this. Ladies, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. But we give our sons the green light to go after the female for, you could say, sexual behavior. But we tell her, say no to that. But here's the thing. We also tell them from the time they're able to play with baby dolls and whatnot, go after the man that's successful. So you're sending your child from birth mixed signals. You send them, go through life looking for the doctor and the lawyer success because he'll take care of you. But at the same time you say, don't say no to sex. But now in the male, we encourage, oh, she looks good, yeah, have sex. And until we fix that mental thought process, we're always going to have this confusion. Now, going back to the, the energy, I, I stated this on, on an earlier phone call with the, with, in regards to the, the sexual energy. It's because your focus, your emotions, and your thoughts have become one. And that's the same thing when you go after your vision, your dream, and you're totally committed to that vision dream, you channel all that energy towards it. So like the sunlight is there, but now you take that same sunlight that's around and serving everybody, and you put a magnifying glass on it, now you have focused energy in one direction. And, and a lot of times, our energy is so spread out that it takes something it, for us to magnify to bring the fruition. And that's why at the latest state, latter state of your life, you you realize what things are deserving of your focused energy. It good stuff. Good stuff. My man has a good way with words. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. You you spot on right. You spot on right. And let me tell you why I brought us here, y'all. Because everything we talked about in this philosophical conversation, all power is sex transportation. How? Brett, right. Because when you ain't got it under control, you oppress people with it. You make very poor decisions with it. You write laws with it. Yeah. You force Shannon to compete with other women. That's why she can't be nice at work. That's so why she has to be professional. She's nice. She says she's nice. You force these Shannons. Now nah, I make it a general. You force women to fight with other women because they understand that 
when a woman sees another woman in her position at a place of a professional workplace, she knows that that woman can take her job. When a man sees another man at a professional workplace, it's just a man. This is facts. When a woman see another woman on the job in the same position, that woman begins to think she's about to get replaced. And when I see another man, <laughs> go ahead, PJ. <laughs> Y'all only try to pit women against women so women won't have enough sense to team up and sit y'all all down. That's all. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, hey, look, I'm on your side. <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with that. And when, you, when you don't have power over this, when you don't have power over this, when, when you don't have power over this, you become very oppressive. You, you try to legislate sex. That, that's what we do. We legislate sex. Now, being a person of color, I would hate, not hate, it just wouldn't be fair to my ancestors to say, well, you, you have the, the, the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, be respectful. And they have their civil rights movement going on. It's fair. Now it would be a total violation of my 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 history and my people's history to compare one civil rights movement with the other, because we would put on ships in droves, right? It was just terrible. You know what I'm saying? And sold off. I would I won't compare the two. But let's just release what happened to people of color. And let's go to LBGTQ. They are fighting right now, rightfully so. Because we are doing some pretty cool things. Now, I'm not here to argue if gay is right or not. That's your conversation. I don't care for your conversation, for this conversation here. I will hear you. But if you violate the fact that we are all connected, I'll stop you. What I want to tell you is, very simply, that people shouldn't have to fight to be seen as human. People should not have to fight for basic respect because of a sexual preference. And let me tell you something. I'm not even liberal. I am extremely capitalist. I don't relate to liberal or conservative. I will tell you that I don't have the right to get mad at PJ for nothing. Nor do I have the right to get mad at MOD. Oh, but I'm Christian. Well, what happened in Romans 13? Chapter one of two, you respect all authority figures. What, what, what about that part? You, you don't like that one, huh? You skipped over that one. Oh, Romans two, love and kindness brings to repentance. Oh, I don't like that part. I just like to tell them, you know, don't be this. Oh, okay. I understand. You don't get to cherry pick who you're going to respect. And when you don't have the... I'll show you. 
because I was going to say something. I'll show you. On the next page of your book, I've been leading to this the whole time. The second paragraph, sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, people develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and the creative ability unknown to them at some times. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that people freely run the risk of life and the rep and reputation to indulge it. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, the slowing down positive attributes of this motivating force may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, and any other professional calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. If you don't know what that means, I shall break it down and call on BJ next. You know, this sex thing is pretty powerful that we get really creative when we want it. And we do some really positive things with it when we want it. And when we misuse it, it is understood. We do some pretty negative things, like oppressing people, or saying, me sleeping with seven women, me being divorced seven times, it's a good thing, you know what? My picker is wrong. A woman being divorced seven times, ah, not so much. BJ? Hey, I'm on the phone. It was, it was, it was two things I had wanted to comment on. Uh, the first one was, I think it was that Iceberg, Thomas, whatever. And he talked about how we are taught as we teach our boys one thing and we teach our girls another one. But I also want to say, I think that with this whole sexual transmutation, uh, at least from, from my perspective, my childhood, you know, I was never taught to have success with a woman. So when I, even when I visualize and thought about success, I ain't never visualize and think about success being wow with, a, with another woman. Like, okay, you know, and, and I don't know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure my sister ain't never think, you know, oh, the success is related to that. So, and, and it, it brings me back to mind, you talk about in history, and we look at all the, the arranged marriages, all the people, you know what I'm saying, the cultures that have success people, like in India and all these, uh, people that have these societies that have very successful people or so-called rich, they had used to have arranged marriages because I guess they, they knew the power of that se sexual transmutation. And when you was, when you're with somebody, how you know if your your aim is success and your success is based upon that, it, that's a, that's a big thing. And then uh, the other point I had uh, was thinking about it was in my mind thinking about Chantel when she talking about how you know so much time is energy is wasted. You talking about uh, what you just said, Antonio. Think about all the time and stuff that's wasted chasing after a little tail because boy, you know what I'm saying? Me and my homies, you know what I'm saying? This is trying to set stand up, you're gonna get somebody to go do this. Boy, if, if really, if I could take all the time that I've been out there chasing this here, trying trying to do this thing or, uh, or setting somebody up or doing this or doing that, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because, yeah, that that whole sexual that sexual energy is, is powerful because if we just took that and did something with it, 
it could be, yeah, it could be the thing. But I think that the, the most important thing is learning that our success is um, with, with somebody. Because like, like I say, I never visualize, you know what I'm saying, myself when I, until, but never really, okay, it's in a nice relationship. It's like this. It's, yeah, I never even thought of that. And it's something I would, would have to, you know what I'm saying, teach my children, hey, your success is going to be with a nice girl because that ain't, that ain't something that, that was taught around my way. But, you know what I'm saying, what, what, what's your impression of that, Antonio? You you changed my life with what you said. Now, my impression of that is very favorable, what you said, because you said, I've never been taught to have success with a woman. I couldn't. I, you floored me with that statement. I've never been taught success. What? Success with a woman? Wow. I don't even... Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, my son. <laughs> but my father in heaven did. That did not come from you. That came from way up there. That was powerful. It really was. And I'll even push that further now. Now, let me just say this here. Let me qualify this statement I'm about to make. My, my religious teacher was wrong and still is to this day. Okay? Still is. And the harvest shows it, and he still is oppressive, an oppressive Christian, okay? Mine, not Shannon's, not PJ's, mine taught me success is when I get to heaven. Only. But I don't get success down here. I get success when I die. My, my religious establishment taught me that. I'm not talking about yours or religion. The, 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 the church that I was adopted into has three members today. And they're the same people who ruined church for so many. Same pastor. 27 years now, something like that. Same deacons. Mine. So I don't mean no disrespect to nobody else's church. <laughs> I mean no disrespect to nobody else's church. But I'm just piggybacking with BJ. Not only was I not taught success with a woman, I wouldn't taught success, period. Success. <laughs> success was something white people had. We, we survived. White people have success. Yes. And I know I ain't the only one. What? <laughs> I, can't, what? I can't be the only one. Let's <laughs> talk that. Same house. Same house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't need no disrespect to none of y'all religious organizations. <laughs> Go ahead, whoever that is. That's the other you. Oh. There you go. I, I muted it for you. You must have got up and muted your phone. <laughs> Who else? MOD. I saw you. Nope, I saw you. It's, it's too late. I saw you. Um, honestly, I don't, I'm very uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't know what to think or to feel about topics that we're talking about. Um, growing up in a culture that's very Christian and like very 
unevolved. Um, sex is a bad thing. It's a shameful thing. As a matter of fact, if you are, if there's any hint that you're having sex, you're shunned and disowned. And like, I grew up with, with that thought of it's such a disgusting thing and I'm disgusting for even doing it and all that. And like, I think a year, almost like two years ago, I kind of started opening my mind up to, okay, it's not evil or bad. It's just an act or whatever. So it's kind of, I don't know what to think about this whole sex transmutation thing of like, wait, do I go back to abstinence? Like, I don't know, what are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't really understand. <laughs> well, let me help you there. You don't have to think anything. Just allow information to come your way. If it works for you, work with it. If it don't, discard it. And the more you're open, is the more the truth will be shown to you. If I want to say that religiously, the Holy Spirit will always make sure you're in the right place at the right time. Just, just, just keep, since you're filled with said Holy Spirit, if you're in the wrong place or if you are in the wrong place, it'll move you. Because that's the power of God. Fair enough? Sweet. Good. Good. Just allow. Shannon, you are glowing with so much energy. <laughs> you are. You really are. You have that Chantel energy going on. I am. I am open. I am. Twin. Man, I'm just sitting here enjoying class, minding my own business, and then the teacher want to bother me for comments. No, I uh, I'm really enjoying the topic. I y'all know well. My team knows that this was like my chapter because I suppressed myself and kept myself in poverty so long by utilizing sex, um, and it was a power I knew that I had, but I didn't want to be strong. So I used it to keep me weak. Um, when I realized what I had in me and the power that I had, I completely cut off intercourse, any kind of physical intimacy. And I said, I am not going to be controlled by it. I am going to control it. I was controlled by it because I bought into the church's teachings about sex. LOD, I was just like you. It made me feel gross. And then I was abused too. And so I was like, ew, I don't want any parts of that. But I couldn't deny how it made me feel. And I couldn't deny the control I had over a man when I was with him. So I took a year off and I channeled that energy and I unlocked things in my life with it that were like, whoa, like I don't, and I heard Robin earlier, you know, when I'm working, I don't have the desire. The thing about the sex energy is I was living my dream and I wasn't having sex, but I still had the urge for intercourse. It didn't, that, it doesn't, it doesn't, I think Napoleon Hill says you shouldn't, it's not something that should be eliminated or you just channel it in different ways. And it's like, it's not, nothing about it is ugly. Nothing about it is impure. Even my religious beliefs about it are not changed, but 
you telling me I got to go stand in front of a preacher and pledge my, pledge my love to a man before I can sleep with him? No, I could sit right here in this chair and say, God, I love this man. This is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, and we're about to go make a baby. You know what I'm saying? You get so caught up in the rules of things that you forget the power of things. And so if I could leave anybody with anything today, I would say let go of every rule that you follow and tap into every power that you feel and create your own rules. God won't be mad at you, and neither will I. Boom. Leads me perfectly to our final quote for the day. Same page I was just on. It is 8206 in this book. It is where, if it's in your book, it's where Napoleon Hill starts talking about the river and the dam. It is, I want to start though with the, the trans, the, the paragraph starts off with the transmutation of sex energy cause for the exercise. You can find that on, in this book, it is the third paragraph down on 206. I want to read two paragraphs. The transmutation of sex energy cause for the exercise of will power to be sure but the reward is worth the effort the desire for sexual expression is inborn and natural the desire cannot and should not be submerged or eliminated but it should be given an outlet through forms of expression that enrich the body mind and spirit if not given this form of outlet through transmutation, it will seek outlets through purely physical channels. I am coming back to this whole paragraph. A river may be dammed and its water controlled for a time, but eventually it will force an outlet. The same is true of the emotion of sex. It may be submerged and controlled for a time, but its very nature causes it to be ever seeking means of expression and if not transmuted into something creative in some creative effort it will find a less worthy outlet i want to repeat to you three things you absolutely need to pay attention to it is why i was talking about women it is why i let us down this path because this is the negative side not controlling your power of sex transmutation. Thing number one. Back up to that first, the first paragraph that I read. The desire of sexual expression is inborn and natural. The desire cannot be and should not be submerged or eliminated. That is number one. Shannon said it. It should not be, and it cannot be emerged and eliminated. I'm going to skip a paragraph. I'm going to go to the next paragraph, and I'm coming back up to this paragraph because I want you to understand this in the way I want you to understand it. Understanding number one, it should not be, and it cannot be eliminated or submerged. Next paragraph all the way at the bottom. If it's not transmuted into something creative, it will find a less worthy outlet. It should not be submerged. It cannot be eliminated. And if you try to, it's going to find a less worthy outlet. Pause right here. How many of us understand that when you are alone, 
trying to oppress yourself of this desire, you make the stupidest decisions on planet Earth. You text people. You said you would never text again. You know it. She or he was seventh on your list. Everyone was unavailable. And you don't fool around. And then after you was done, you got your desire, you went, what the hell was I thinking? I wish I had some real folk. I, I'm, I got my hand up first. I, I, I sat there. <laughs> wish I had some real folk. Soon as I was done, got what I wanted, I was like, oh, you disgust me so much. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Like, man, what's up? I can't say the words I want to say. Let's recap. It should not be, or it can't, it shouldn't be submerged, cannot be eliminated. And if you but try to, it will find a less worthy outlet to come out. Why? Let's go to the damn part in verse. What's that verse? In the second paragraph, <laughs> the last sentence. If not given a form of outlet through transmutation, it will seek outlets through purely physical channels. You know why some of you smoke cigarettes? Because you haven't tamed your sex drive. I'm 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 on it. This is mine. It's my time now. It's my time. You know why some of you bite your nails, grit your teeth? Yep. You ain't you ain't contained it. You know why you keep eating that unhealthy food? Because I like it. Because I like it. Is what Tippett says. <laughs> because you haven't contained it. Because that power in you, you're damning. You're suppressing. You're submerging. You're trying to eliminate. And it's finding less worthy outlets. Here's my message for you tonight, and we'll build up on it next week. And you're not gonna like this message. You're not. Some of you have decided I'm done with sex and all things of it. But you didn't say sex. You know what you said? I'm done with love. I'm in your driveway, man. You know what? I'm done. I don't want no more to do it. No more man. No more woman. And you don't even realize that the reason you're not living your dreams is because you are withholding the most powerful force on planet Earth. You need three things to have your dreams. Napoleon Hill lays them out. and lay them out in this chapter. Number one is a burning desire. You need your mind. You need your willpower. And you need the power of sex. And the moment I'm going to slow down so you hear me well. The absolute moment that you decide, I'm not going to love anyone else. I'm going to treat everyone like they treat me. The moment you do that, the moment you decide, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to stay to myself. We're not talking about a fast. We're talking about a lifestyle. You forfeit all of your dreams. You will never be successful withholding the most powerful force on planet Earth, which is love. You mistreat your waiter, you mistreat your dreams. It's just what it is. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.
whew, three more weeks. Me and PJ are going to have a good time. Thank you, Shannon. Love you, Phil. I'm ready for you. Good night. I'm ready. Good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. Appreciate all of you. Thomas, good to hear from you, brother.